You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Horn Frogs, let's close out the week. It is uh, Friday, February 12th. Steven Simcox here with you. Appreciate you joining me. And we're going to talk some uh, TCU football and TCU basketball today. In this first segment, we'll break it down. We have a finalized 2021 schedule for the football team. And then uh, in segment two, we'll talk some TCU basketball coming up this weekend. I'll tell you why. I think the TCU men have a good opportunity to kind of get a foothold and uh, and get something going on Saturday. And in segment three, we'll kind of see where the conversation takes us. But I appreciate you tuning in today. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, and let's jump right into it. Um, I told you, I think it was last week, that the season opener was finalized, uh, that TCU was going to play the Duquesne Dukes. And that finished off the non-conference schedule. Well, today we got the conference schedule. Of course, we knew who the Frogs were going to play. We even knew what games are going to be home and what games are going to be away. But now we know when they're going to be. And uh, I'll just run this down game by game. So on September 4th, TCU hosts Duquesne. Then on September 11th, they host uh, Cal. Uh, A bye week on September 18th. Then another home game against SMU on September 25th. October 2nd, the Texas Longhorns come to Amon G. So you start the season with four straight home games, then go on the road for a couple on Saturday, October 9th, taking on Texas Tech, and then uh, the 16th at Oklahoma. West Virginia on the 23rd at home. Kansas State on the road on October 30th. Uh, They host Baylor on November 6th at Oklahoma State. On November 13th, final home game of the season will be November 20th against the Kansas Jayhawks, and then uh, closing out the year on the road against Iowa State on November 27th. So I think the first thing that jumps out at everybody is that TCU does not get a single bye week um, during conference play. They're going to play nine straight football games, ten straight football games really, starting with that SMU game. But, uh, yeah, 10 straight weeks of football. That's a long time. Uh, That's a long time to go without a bye week. I've never heard of that before. They just get that one bye week early in the season, and that's it. And for a team like TCU that typically doesn't have the depth that some of the Blue Bloods do in this conference and have a lot of injuries because I think they practice with a very physical nature. They obviously play games in a very physical nature, and guys just get banged up. Um, this might be the biggest test of this team's depth in a long time. So, yeah, that's a concerning thing. And uh, I don't really know. I mean, there's nothing to do about it other than try your best to stay healthy. And hopefully, you know, you, you win comfortably against SMU and maybe you're able to rest some guys before you do hit that nine straight weeks of conference play. But it's it's really hard to look at that and think you're just going to come out of that completely unscathed or even, you know, not drop a game or two that you shouldn't because that's such a long stretch of football without any sort of break. But once you get past that, and, I mean, that's a big deal. I don't want to downplay it. I'm just – I mean, there's not much that, that can be done about it. It's it's a very unfortunate situation. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying today the Big 12 is trying to screw TCU over. I don't know about that. I don't really know what the Big 12 has to gain by screwing the TCU Horn Frogs over. Um, but it is really interesting that they don't get a single bye week after that uh, off week on September 18th. I mean, it, it doesn't really make any sense when you think about it. 
Um, starting the season with four straight home games is going to be great. And Duquesne, Cal, and SMU, especially playing SMU after a bye week, you should handle all those games. Um, I'm I'm one of the few people in this fan base, I believe, that likes the SMU game. I understand why a lot of you don't. And I understand why a lot of people think that TCU has kind of outgrown it. But I think especially with Sonny Dykes being there in Dallas and the Mustangs uh, turning things around and getting better, it's turning into a good matchup. But you have those three home games in non-conference play. Obviously, you should beat Duquesne by 40-plus points. Then Cal's going to be a tough one. I mean, Justin Wilcox is a good coach. Uh, Obviously, Cal in the Pac-12 didn't play as many games as TCU did last year. But if you if you find a way to win those two games against Cal and SMU, then you start the season three and zero, and then you host Texas right after that. And uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, well, I guess that was three years ago. Now they've beaten Texas twice in a row. They've had all kinds of success against the Longhorns. It'll be the first time that they've played Texas in the Steve Sarkeesian era. But I think that's good timing for this matchup because you're going to catch that Texas team. Um, in a in a fir- with a first year head coach, and what I'm assuming is their conference opener. I don't know that for sure. I guess I can take a look at that um, right now. But it, it appears that that's going to be their conference opener. Um, no, that'll be their second conference game. They play Texas Tech on September 25th, so that'll be their second conference game. But nonetheless, still, it's early in the season with a brand new head coach. So I think there's a better chance of you catching Sark and that group off guard early in the year when they're still kind of feeling things out and figuring things out than you would in December. Then you go on the road to Texas Tech. And, uh, I mean, Tech is a interesting program. I think they're in an interesting place right now. It looked like they were going to fire Matt Wells. They decided not to do that in the end. So they're kind of going back and forth with, uh, with Wells right now. I think he's teetering. And playing at Jones Stadium is always tough, even though TCU's had some success as of late. Won there a couple of years ago. Um, I, I believe they won the last two times they've been out there to Lubbock now. Uh, one with uh, with Sean Robinson at quarterback on that team that ended up playing for a Big 12 title. Couldn't get over the hump against Oklahoma. But they've played well there lately. Tech is struggling. So, I mean, your first five games, I think you have a legit shot to go 4-1, and one, if not 5-0. and oh. Now, if you find a way to beat Texas and get to 5-0, and oh, that's fantastic. But the second half of this schedule is really where it starts to ramp up and get tricky. You have some tough road games. And, again, just you're, you're going to continue to play every single week. And that's going to be a grind of a season for this team as they get into the heart of conference play. So we'll see how they handle it. But we do have a 2021 football schedule, and we'll talk more about that in segment three. But right now I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, they're your online sportsbook experts. Great company, great website. You can get sports news there. And then, of course, you can also get the latest on sports betting. You need to know what the line is for a certain college basketball game or an NBA game. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Lee Sterling runs it. He hosts a daily podcast on the Locked On Network called Locked On Bets where he gives you a couple tips each day, and that's what happens on BetOnline.ag. Just follow that expert advice. Make some money. If you use the promo code LOCKEDON when you join, then you'll get a 50% welcome bonus 
And again, it's kind of like your one-stop shop for everything because they do have just good, solid, traditional sports news there as well. BetOnline.ag. Let's also talk about Built Bar. Recently, I got a shipment of Built Bars to my house. It's a new flavor that they're trying out. It's a coconut chocolate brownie. It is the best protein bar I've ever had. And I was already a big fan of Built Bar, but this new flavor just takes it to another level. Um, it's filling. It's good for you. It's only 180 calories, 5 grams of fat, 5 grams of sugar. It's good fuel for your body. BuiltBar.com. If you use that promo code locked on that I told you about earlier, um, you'll get 20% off your next order. So if you're sitting there today like, well, that sounds really good, but I don't want to, you know, I don't have the money to try this. I don't want to try this. I don't want to make some big expensive purchase. Well, use that promo code, get 20% off. Just get a small box. Try that new flavor. Try it out. That chocolate brownie coconut. They also have some really great flavors like peanut butter and German chocolate. Cookies and cream is another one that I love. BuiltBar.com. Make your first order today and experience the most delicious protein bar on the market. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox here with you. Um, and we're, we talked some TCU football in that last segment. And right here, let's talk some TCU basketball. So let's start with the men. Um, the weekend ahead, the TCU men play Texas on Saturday, and I think that this is a good chance for this basketball team to make something happen. I told you last week, um, you know, I don't think this is going to be the case, but the Frogs, now 4-5 and five in Big 12 play, still theoretically have an outside chance at making the tournament. They're going to have to string some wins together. They're going to have to do um, – a, a lot of good things down the stretch, but it's in reach. I mean, it's not completely impossible. They could um, compete for a bubble spot and, you know, sneak in the NCAA tournament if they can get to eight or nine conference wins. Well, Texas is on the schedule at 1 p.m. on Saturday, and for the majority of the year, you look at that matchup and you would say – that's an, I mean, that's probably an L. Like, barring some crazy thing happening, that's an L. It's on the road. But UT is struggling as of late. You know, they lost to Baylor a week ago. And uh, I think that took a toll on them. I guess it was a week and a half ago now. And then they turn around. And last weekend, they lose to Oklahoma State in overtime. And then their midweek game this week. They end up beating Kansas State. They edge out Kansas State out, but it goes down to the wire and it ends up going to overtime. So I don't know what's going on with this uh, Texas team, but they're now 6-4 and four in the league, and they look beatable. They're still very good. They're very athletic. They got a lot of weapons, good backcourt. Andrew Jones is a baller. has an amazing story. But they look beatable. So, if if TCU is actually going to make this happen, they're going to have to pull some upsets off along the way. And maybe tomorrow against a Texas team that seems to suddenly kind of be finding themselves a little bit and trying to get a foothold again is a good opportunity to get a win. It would be a top 15 victory. It would finally be a win over a ranked team. You know, they kind of flirted with that. They took Kansas down to the wire in that game in Lawrence. They should have beaten Mizzou. <laughs> Their resume would look so much better if they could have closed out that game against Missouri. They didn't do it. So if you're if you're going to get on a run here, 
I went over Texas to put you five and five in conference play, and getting a victory over a top fifteen team would be huge. We'll see if they're able to do that on Saturday. Not sure what the status of Mike Miles is. He was out on Tuesday with a non-COVID related illness, and it's huge that he plays. I mean, they were able to get over the hump without him on Tuesday, but it was tough. It was not easy. And a lot of it was because, you know, R.J. Nimhard um, stepped up and went to work. But Miles is the best offensive player on this team. He's the best player on this team, period. And there's been some better play from the bench over the past week or so. Jaden Ladee's making things happen. Taryn Frank and Taryn Todd were huge for TCU down the stretch against Iowa State. And if they can get that going – that's big. I mean, that's that's going to be big down the road for this team if they can add some depth to that killer backcourt that they have with Mike Miles and R.J. Nemhard. So, TCU men taking on Texas this weekend should be a fun one. And then the, ins- or the uh, TCU women also in action, and they're coming off a win on uh, Wednesday over um, Kansas State. Edge them out at home. And now they turn their attention this weekend to Iowa State. And Iowa State was the first team they played in conference play. It was their conference opener. They got absolutely blitzed by the Clones. Cyclones are 8-5 and five in Big 12 play. They're 12-8 and eight in the season. They're the only team in the league this year that beat Baylor. Gave them a heck of a game. They shoot the three like crazy. Ashley Jones is a great player. Uh, going to be a, a tough battle for TCU. But here's here's what I'm really looking for from the Lady Frogs when they go up to Hilton Coliseum and play the Cyclones and Ames on Saturday. And that's a, uh, a 7 o'clock tip, by the way. Can you make this game more competitive? Because you, you got run out of the gym by this team early in the season back in. It was either November or December when that went down. How much have you improved between now and then? How much have you gotten better? How much is – you know, your competitive spirit, something to watch. That's really what I'm looking for from this Lady Frog team when they take on Iowa State on Saturday. Again, it's a 7 o'clock tip. Uh, the TCU men taking on Texas. That is a 1 p.m. tip. And both those games can be seen. Um, the women can be seen on ESPN Plus And the men that's on the Longhorn Network. So, fun weekend to TCU basketball ahead coming up. And uh, maybe a chance for the TCU men to kind of put themselves back in the conversation for postseason play if they can beat this Texas team, get a top 15 win on their resume, and get to 500 in the league. When we come back, let's talk some more TCU football schedule, and we'll uh, wrap things up. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, before we wrap things up, though, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a great business. And they're actually a family-owned business. I don't know how many of you know that, but it, it's true. They're not just this big uh, online conglomerate. They're actually trying to help people. And one of the things I love about Rock Auto is that they allow you to compare prices and manufacturers. So if you're someone like me that just doesn't know a lot about cars, you can still make an informed decision based on what Rock Auto does. Uh, RockAuto.com, they have a drop-down menu on their website uh, about where did you hear about us. And I'd love for you to go there and click on 
uh, Locked On, the Locked On Podcast Network, because that lets them know that these ads are working. It's great for do-it-yourselfers. It's great. It's great for mechanics. It's great for people that don't really understand, you know, what their car is or what their car needs. RockAuto.com, family-owned business. Again, that's RockAuto.com. Final segment here on Locked On Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox here with you. I've had a good week. I, I want to encourage you. Um, I talked with Sean Coleman earlier this week. I believe that pod dropped on Wednesday. And that was a good conversation. So that's a good one to listen to. You can always go back and listen to shows um, on that podcast feed if you'd subscribe. That's one great way to kind of get everything sent to your phone. Again, Locked on Horn Frogs, you can find it in all various podcast places and recommend it to your friends. Give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Locked on Horn Frogs. I appreciate you joining me today. So I ran down the first five games of the schedule in segment number one. And I said that it breaks pretty well. And I think there's a chance this team could be 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh after those five games because four of them are at home. The first four games of the year at home. And one of them, a big home matchup against the Texas Longhorns. So they go to Texas Tech, and then things get pretty dicey. Next, on the road at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the only team in this conference that TCU, since they joined the Big 12, just does not seem to have any luck against. Um, just cannot find a way to beat the Sooners. Got embarrassed last season. So, I mean, I'd love for them to figure it out this coming year, but I don't have a lot of evidence as to why they'd put it together right now. So that's going to be a tough game in Norman. Then you play West Virginia in Fort Worth. In the last few seasons, it seemed like whoever is at home wins that game. But West Virginia is a good team. They're able to get after the passer. I think Neil Brown's a good coach. So that's another tough game. Then you go on the road at Kansas State. And K-State and Chris Kleiman, good coach. They got banged up middle of the season and weren't really the same. But that's a tough place to play at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And I'm going to guess that we are going to be pretty close to full capacity again by the time the fall rolls around in these stadiums. So I think road games are going to mean more than they did this past year. Then you uh, host Baylor. I'm sure the Bears are going to want revenge from just getting absolutely embarrassed in Waco um, in that game against TCU last year. Then your last three games of the season at Oklahoma State, always a tough one in Stillwater, home against Kansas, and then at Iowa State. So this is a tough schedule. I mean, the road games do not really break well. At Iowa State, that's a tough road game. At Oklahoma State, really tough road game. At K-State, tough environment. Oklahoma and Tech, both really tough environments. And Oklahoma's just good. So some things to like, some things that kind of make you scratch your head with this schedule coming up. We'll talk more about it next week. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.